the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So I use Twitter more than any other social media site. Uh, I like its uh, brevity. I like the fact that I can follow a lot of different news sources. You can interact with people or not. I've chosen not to. I've referred to my uh, notifications on Twitter as a Darwin's waiting room. So I don't go in there. It's a great way to uh, make your life brighter, not viewing what uh, trolls say to you on Twitter. Uh, But there's a new threat to Twitter that's out today. It is the uh, brainchild of the people at Facebook, Meta, whatever you want to call it. It's Mark Zuckerberg's baby. Uh, It will be incorporated into Instagram, which Instagram is uh, a site that I have on my phone because I like to follow my daughters and my daughter's friends. It's a good way for me to keep tabs on what's going on. But Instagram is a colossal time waster. And I have no interest in furthering the Zuckerberg media empire. Oh, I know it dwarfs Twitter. But this new thing on Instagram is called threads, okay? And it's being referred to as a Twitter killer. Um, I doubt that it's going to kill Twitter because I think conservatives will choose to side with Elon Musk and Twitter over Mark Zuckerberg and threads or Instagram or Facebook or Meta or whatever you want to call it. Because conservatives know that Mark Zuckerberg played an outsized role in the 2020 presidential election. And I would presume that all the creation of threads is going to do is further drive us into our own partisan silos. I'm sure that leftists, Marxists, progressive Democrats, but I repeat myself, will no doubt flock to threads because it will be run like Zuckerberg ran Facebook and Instagram at the behest of the government. Got to silence the misinformation. Can't allow something as dangerous as free speech to take over. So I have not forgotten the other thing that Mark Zuckerberg once said that now is sort of vanished into the ether. But um, remember in the early stages of COVID before it was disallowed to say something like this when Mark Zuckerberg said something that he had no idea at the time how clairvoyant he actually was. We just don't know the long-term side effects of of basically modifying people's um, DNA and RNA. We don't know the long-term side effects of altering people's RNA and DNA. No, we didn't know the long-term side effects. And there may not be any long-term side effects. But for a while, you couldn't even talk about that on Zuckerberg's platforms, and you couldn't talk about it on Twitter before Musk bought it. So I'll roll with Twitter until it closes its doors and goes away. And I don't expect that it will, because I think other conservatives will do the same thing. Now, I think next week is the big debut of the new Fox News 
primetime lineup? It will. They're touting it already now. Yeah, Monday the 17th. Laura Ingram at 7. Jesse Waters at 8. Sean Hannity will stay at 9. And Greg Gutfeld will move up an hour from 11 to 10. Do I think this will fix Fox News' flagging ratings? I don't. I really don't. I think that people have abandoned Fox News in the aftermath of Tucker Carlson's exit. And they have found other things that now occupy their time. It's always easier to keep a customer than to retain. It's always easier to retain a customer than it is to find a new customer. People who were tuning in 3 million strong a night to Tucker Carlson, they've found other things. Maybe they've discovered a whole block of time in their day now that they didn't used to have because they were devoting it to Fox News. Jesse Waters, eh, good guy, I think. You know, he's okay. Meteoric Rise, he used to be the the man-on-the-street guy for Bill O'Reilly at 8. Now O'Reilly fired, ousted, moved aside, whatever you want to say. Gives way to Tucker, fired, ousted, moved aside, whatever you want to say. And Waters comes all the way back, and now he sits in the chair that O'Reilly had and Tucker had. But I don't know that Jesse Waters is going to command people's attention because he just is. I don't think people think Tucker Carlson's a goofball and a comedian. A polo shirt collar flipped up like Jesse Waters used to be. Um, I just don't think Waters will give people. He doesn't have the gravitas that Tucker had. And I don't know that he can build that because people have an idea of who he is, what he's like what his lane is, and it's certainly not the same lane that Tucker Carlson occupied. But the last week of Jesse Waters' primetime is going off without Jesse Waters. Last night, Katie Pavlich sat in for him on the 7 o'clock show, and she started with a pretty interesting development in the Hunter Biden case. The investigation was even dirtier than we thought. A lawyer for an IRS whistleblower told the Daily Mail that the Delaware attorney's office might have kicked the veteran prosecutors off the Biden case right before filing charges against Hunter. They brought on new prosecutors to sign off off on the, the sweetheart deal, and one of them was Derek Hines. Hines used to work for former FBI director Louis Free. And coincidentally, Louis Free is a close friend of the Biden family. He helped Hunter hook up with the Romanian oligarchs and gave $100,000 to Joe's grandkids, except for one. Yeah, except for one, because Joe has the one grandchild that uh, he doesn't acknowledge, of course. That is the uh, child. She's not. A, I, people have referred to uh, her as an illegitimate child. She's not an illegitimate child. She's a child. She's Hunter Biden's kid. She's Joe Biden's granddaughter. And Joe Biden will not acknowledge her existence. Hunter Biden will not acknowledge her existence. And in fact, part of the settlement agreement is to insist that she not be able to claim or use the Biden name. Yet, on the other hand, we are told that the reason why Joe Biden is such a great guy and should be elected president again is because he loves his son and family so important to him. Yeah. Well, immediate family. I always thought that included grandchildren, but apparently it does not in the case of Joe Biden. Uh, Now, where is the president today? He's in uh, South Carolina touting Bidenomics. Yes, 
they're going to tout his economic achievements. Uh, that's hmm, going to be a tough sell in a state where real wages are down, inflation is up. Tim Scott, of course, senator from South Carolina, running for president, had some thoughts on Joe Biden visiting the state that Tim Scott represents. Well, I hope he's going to start his apology tour here in South Carolina, because what the president wants the American people to do is to believe what he says and not what we see with our own eyes. What we see with our own eyes, Bill, is a loss of $10,000 of spending power since President Biden has taken office. We've seen a 40 percent increase in gas prices, 20 percent increase in food, and unfortunately, bill, $2,000 more is what it costs for electricity coming to your home. But worse of all that, every single month since he's been in office, except for one, inflation outpacing increases in wages. We've done better. We can do better. And when I'm president of the United States, we're going to continue what we did before, cutting taxes, putting more dollars in the pockets of the average family and increasing an incentive-based economy like my opportunity zones, where within those zones, wages went up 8% while inflation was only 2%. We can do better by trusting the American people with their own money. That's a good message. I just, there comes a point where you say less by talking longer. And uh, Tim Scott, I don't know that he lights a fire under anybody. Uh, Trump, of course, has his fans who aren't going to listen to any other option. DeSantis, uh, I always thought he'd make up ground on Trump. He's he's really not. He's not making ground up on Trump. Uh, this makes me uh, sad because, as I've said before, I really want to win the presidency in 2024. I think... Tim Scott could win. I think Ron DeSantis could win. I remain skeptical that Trump can win. Although, uh, if this is Hunter's cocaine, uh, if Joe Biden continues to deny his seventh grandchild, and if the economy continues to go south, maybe I'll be wrong. Hey, East Palestine, Ohio, fret not. Joe Biden has not forgotten you. Yes, it has been five months since that Norfolk Southern train derailment in your town. And a lot of people still say they have headaches and they can't go back home. And they're wondering about the long-term damage. And uh, Donald Trump has shown up and J.D. Vance has shown up and Pete Buttigieg eventually got there. Joe Biden keeps saying he's going to go, but when he goes to, where did he, where did he go, Poland? He went to Ukraine. He's been a lot of places. He's been everywhere, man, everywhere but East Palestine. That question came up at the uh, White House yesterday for liar-in-chief Corinne Jean-Pierre. Why has the president not made the visit out there? And at this point, is he just not going to? He's done a lot of travel in recent weeks and months. So I'm just going to repeat what the president said. He, he will travel uh, to the area, to East Palestine. Just don't have anything to share on travel or upcoming uh, dates that he'll be there, but the president said it. He's going to go, so he will go. Once we have a date, we'll certainly share that. Go ahead. Mm. Um, just could I do a quick recap on yesterday's press conference at the White House? My my perception of how this is supposed to work is that the press spokesperson comes out because the president's too busy. You know, I mean, like with other presidents, it was 
they were legislating or on the phone with world leaders or huddling with their cabinet members, coming up with policy positions, or maybe, you know, meeting with their uh, military leaders to uh, beat back some kind of cataclysmic world event. Uh, When Biden's too busy to come out, it's because he's got his feet up in front of the TV watching Matlock eating a bowl of Jello. But my perception, nevertheless, is that the spokesperson comes out and actually, like, answers questions so that the president doesn't have to. But to recap on the uh, family tree of Corinne Jean-Pierre's, I just don't have anything on that yesterday. She didn't have anything on him visiting East Palestine. She didn't have anything on the uh, seventh grandchild that exists to everyone but Joe Biden. It was a story in the New York Times over the weekend about Hunter Biden's daughter in Arkansas. Uh, does the president acknowledge this little girl as his granddaughter? I don't have anything to share from here. She doesn't have anything to share from here. And she didn't have anything to share on the uh, cocaine at the White House and whether they would be interested in prosecuting whoever's White House cocaine that was, Hunter Biden. So, what good? We need a spokesman for the spokesman. We need somebody who actually does have something on that, who can answer questions. Oh, man. Um, but Joe Biden, East Palestine, Joe Biden says he's coming. And if he said he's coming, he's coming. After all, uh, he said the Afghanistan withdrawal was an extraordinary success, right? He said that. Uh, he keeps saying real wages are going up. What else does he? Oh, the southern border is secure. Keep saying that. Do you notice a trend in all the things he keeps saying? And how what he says matches up with what actually happens? If you notice that trend, I would apply that trend to him visiting East Palestine as well. Now, while Biden still has the better part of two years to get out to East Palestine and feign as if he cares, uh, time is running out on you as an Ohioan, if you are owed a federal tax refund from 2019. And there are a lot of you who are owed a refund because the total amount of refunds due to Ohio citizens who did not file tax returns in 2020 for 2019 is more than $50 million. And you got to file that return so you can get your money because if you don't have your money, guess who gets your money? That's right, Joe Biden gets it. And he'll spend it on climate change or student loan forgiveness or suspended on something stupid because that's kind of what he does spends money on things that are stupid that don't help the economy and that lead us toward more big government overreach uh the deadline was in april but you have more time this year because the irs delayed the 2020 filing deadline due to the pandemic In addition to a refund, many low- and moderate-income workers may be eligible for the Earned Income Tax Credit. For 2019, that credit was worth as much as $6,500. The IRS says taxpayers seeking a 2019 refund uh, would be applied to any amount still owed to the IRS or a state tax agency or may be used to offset unpaid child support and past due federal debts. Taxpayers can get free wage and income information and view their tax records at irs.gov. Missing tax documents may be available from your employer or from your bank. 
Check into it. Don't let the government have your money. Let's award a hypocrite of the day honor to Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro, Democrat Josh Shapiro, who used the uh, line item veto, which means like Mike DeWine did here in Ohio, you can go through the state budget approved by your state legislature and X out lines. Every president since the beginning of our republic has wanted the line item veto. None of them have gotten it. Certain governors have it, and Josh Shapiro, the Pennsylvania governor, has it. What did he use it for? He used it to axe a $100 million school voucher program from the state budget. Gee, can anyone guess why he did that? Because the teachers' unions in the state of Pennsylvania vehemently opposed it. Yes, the Pennsylvania State Education Association, the largest teachers union in the state, was putting up a big stink. And Josh Shapiro said it was easier to delete school vouchers entirely from the Pennsylvania school budget than fight with the teachers union over the voucher system, which would have delayed the approval of the budget past June 30th. Hmm. Isn't this something Josh Shapiro campaigned on? That he said he supported? Why, yes, it is, as a matter of fact. In September of last year, Shapiro said, adding choices for parents and educational opportunity for students and funding lifeline scholarships like those approved in other states and introduced in Pennsylvania is something I support. Until he didn't. Until the teachers unions told him he couldn't. And then he didn't. Because the Pennsylvania Teachers Association said it absolutely opposes Lifeline scholarships or any other tuition voucher scheme. Yes, it's always a scheme, isn't it? And we will end this show where we began it by reminding you that last year after Columbus City Schools was briefly delayed in its opening by a strike from its teachers and Columbus City Schools contending that it did not have the money to do building improvements or to hike teacher pay, Columbus City Schools nevertheless went through with a $25,000 seminar that it booked where two transgender men from the state of Washington or Oregon flew to Columbus and stayed four nights in a hotel for a two-day seminar. I fail to see how that's even remotely justifiable. Educating psychologists... And counselors and other people in the Columbus City Schools in all manner of wokeness and gender identity and sexual deviancy. That's what Columbus City Schools is spending money on. That and fighting school choice. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.